You're listening to episode 13 of the Thriving Mom podcast, and today we're talking about thriving beyond your health condition. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor, on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. I hope you're doing very well today. I'm really excited to be talking about thriving beyond health conditions because one of the things that I found and I know that a few of my clients have struggled with is just being able to move past a health diagnosis. And as difficult as things may be, I always try to encourage them that there is hope. Yes, you can have a health condition and still be an intuitive eater. Does that mean you ignore your condition? Absolutely not, as we'll find out from our guest today. At least in my own circle of people that I know, this guest does it very, very well. So our guest is Lindsay Sarson. She's a registered holistic nutritionist, professionally trained intuitive eating coach, and host of the Intuitive Diabetic Podcast. She's also a type 1 diabetic. But what I love about her is that she's passionate about changing the landscape of dieting and diabetes because of her own personal struggles with food and body while living with type 1 diabetes over the past 31 years. Lindsay and I met during our non-diet coaching mentorship program, and I admire her so much because she's a great example of what it means to thrive beyond your health condition. She's also a mom of two beautiful girls, and she's going to be sharing with us a bit about her 30 plus year journey as a type 1 diabetic, how she has not let it define her, and the impact that it's having on her daughters. I'm really excited about the episode, and I'm hoping it'll inspire you today. So if you're struggling with any form of health condition, this is the episode for you. So I'm not going to let you wait any longer. Here's Lindsay. Welcome, Lindsay, to the Thriving Mom podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. And... I am so excited to be here. <laughs> I love your show. Oh, that's awesome. And for those who, like I said in the intro, Lindsay and I just know each other from our mentorship program, but we've grown to sort of be each other's support team. And we're just going to dive right in there. So Lindsay, the thing I admire about you is that you really have become this woman who has grown and thrived beyond diabetes. So I just want you to tell us a little bit more about you and how you decided to become this woman who is thriving beyond diabetes. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I live with type one diabetes and I was diagnosed at the age of eight. And so it's been a very uh, prevalent and present part of my life for the majority of my life for 31 years, actually. And so this disease is something that is in the forefront of your day to day. Mm. And yet it doesn't have to consume your daily thoughts and actions. And that's really the way that I 
view it and incorporate it into my life. So Mm -hmm. although I am somebody who is living with this disease, the disease does not define me. And it definitely has not stopped me from pursuing things that I believe a lot in. And so we met through the mentorship group, as you mentioned. And so starting this non-diet focused business was a passion of mine and something that I had in my foresight for many years that I decided to finally jump into. And similarly, being a mom, I'm a mom of two girls, ages seven. She just turned seven. I still say six. I had to think about that for a moment, ages seven and nine. And being a mom is something that I always wanted and dreamed of. But in living with diabetes, I was aware of the challenges that could come with that. And I wasn't going to have that stop me from being able to pursue that part of my life either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that story so much. And of course, I'm a girl mom too, so I can totally relate with just even the messaging around what women can and cannot do and being able to move past that. And that also can come in any form, whether it's health conditions or it's career or in any area of your life. It's just really interesting to be able to learn something and work on yourself and then being able to pass that on to your girls because you know that you're making them better. And this brings me into my next question about just many moms feeling like they live with a health condition and as such, it makes them unqualified to be an example of what it is to live healthy. But I've seen you do it so well. And like you said, you're also building this non-diet nutrition business where you're helping other women and other type one diabetics or type two as well, because I know that's something that suddenly sprung on you and I'm so excited for you. But I just want you to share with us how you've moved past diabetes, but also being able to make yourself qualified or feel qualified to be able to support other people, including your daughters. Yes. This is actually a conversation that I opened up with my two girls in preparing to come on your podcast because so much of my life, a part of it is the diabetes. Yes. And I don't view that as central to what I do day to day. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk to my girls about, okay, so what is it about mom that you really love or Mm -hmm. what, how, like, how do you see diabetes as a part of your mom's life or how, how does it impact you? And I've never really sat down to ask them these things before. So this was a really good practice in doing so. And, and my youngest looked at me and she calls me a diabetes, which I just think <laughs> is the cutest, funniest so thing. so funny. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't mind that you're a diabetes mom. I don't even think about it. All I see is your kind heart and the way you play and have fun with us. And I just thought, wow, oh, right? That okay. really spoke to me. And my elder daughter, who's soon to be 10, she said to me, well, mom, you know what it's like when you talk to me about how we all have something, either things can happen to us and we can react or we can respond in a way that we know there are things that we can control and those that we can't. And so I see you working through your life in responding in a way that is resonates with you. And it's not, oh my goodness, this is a burden to me. It's like, okay, so this is something I have to live with. Mm -hmm. How can I carry on with my day and make the best of this, right? 
Wow. Yeah. That's so, so I insightful. Was, <laughs> I was so impressed because as, as she's nine years old and navigating, you know, new changes in her life, coming into really her own thoughts mm-hmm. and, and challenges too, where it's like, okay, well, how do I want to react to, to this? Is this going to be a woe is me situation? Or is this going to be a, how can I grow from this? and not have this stop me in the other areas I want to pursue, which being a diabetic since age eight, I never thought it would have that sort of impact on my life, Mm -hmm. let alone the way that my children are viewing their lives as well, or situations that may, they may confront too. That's really exciting. I'm actually impressed that your daughters have that view looking at a health condition. It's not like, oh, there's something wrong with my mom. But yeah, my mom is thriving. Yes, this is just a part of who she is. But then there's all these other characteristics that my mom has that just make me see her in a different light. And I think that's a huge thing for us moms, because we tend to carry our negatives in the forefront. That's all we think about. If I'm not doing well, then of course, I'm a bad example to my kids or I'm not qualified. But it's possible for us to change that narrative. And I think it also empowers our children as well, especially the girls, because We know what the world is like when it comes to women and for them to be able to learn from such a young age that yes, things can happen in your life, but it doesn't have to set you back. You can go out there and do anything just like everybody else and still thrive at it. That's such a huge thing. I I try and show both sides, right? So Mm -hmm. I try and, and be real about the challenges that do come with living with a condition that you have to be thinking about, but how we don't have to get stuck in those. And so it really goes back to a lot of the mindset stuff that you and I know a lot about and how mm-hmm. we work with our clients on. I practice those same skills with my girls, where we can take ownership of those hard days and sit through those, feel those emotions, but also recognize that, all right, what can I control here? How can I move past this? How can this situation turn into something that is going to benefit me? And that's really how we can approach almost anything in life, be it, you know, a chronic health condition, or we all have a burden, right? Of some kind. Amen to that, sister. I hear you (laughs) over here. I'm shaking my head. Because that's so true. I'm just going to turn around now and ask about this whole philosophy of all foods fit. Because again, thinking about diabetes, we know usually it's like there's so many foods that are on your do not eat list and there's so many restrictions and rules, but you're all about let's just get the food in there and let's just eat the foods that we enjoy. So can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah, this is a mentality and a framework that I did not always fall under, but is one that I pursued because of the drawbacks of living such a restricted life, a fearful Mm -hmm. life, really, of food and how it could negatively impact you. And what I came to realize was that putting such restrictions on myself and seeing it in others as well actually negatively contributed to my health and others' health. It Mm -hmm. had that pendulum swinging where we were so disconnected from our bodies that eating in a way that felt good and felt aligned to us seemed like a distant hope. Mm -hmm. And so it was when I started to really look at food differently without all the rules, without all the rigid structure to recognize that we can eat in a way that is supportive, that 
those of us living with diabetes today can use our tools. And what I mean by tools is there's many ways to incorporate either food combining or using our medications to support a way of eating that we can thrive with. Mm -hmm. So I eat all foods. No foods are off limits, only foods that I'm allergic to, which there are none, (laughs) and foods that I don't like. And let me tell you, there's very few of those foods as well. And by incorporating this all foods fit mentality into my lifestyle and into the way I care for myself and for my clients, what I found is that there's more balance. And this word of balance can be such a tricky one because we feel as though we have to be juggling things at all times. What I'm talking about here is a natural balance, Mm -hmm. a natural way of eating and living that doesn't feel forced, that's enjoyable, Mm -hmm. that supports a way of thriving with our health that we can't experience if we're restricting foods or fearful of foods. Yeah, I like that. And it's funny that you brought up balance because I'm so opposed to that word. Because I find people tend to want to hold both and balance the two. So I tend to use the word rhythm, but I understand what you mean. Just finding that good groove between, okay, this is what I like. This is what my body wants. And then just going with that. And for me, I do have lactose intolerance, which I didn't know I had until I moved to Canada a long time ago. But then I do like dairy. I like ice cream and I I had this whole issue where it was like, no, I can't have ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant. And that just made me go down this whole path of binging ice cream so many times and then having all the runs and all the issues. I just had to stop. What I ended up doing was I started testing how much ice cream could I have. So instead of taking ice cream completely off the plate, I decided, well, I could do one or two scoops and then I'll be fine. I don't have any issues. But if I go past two or three, then we're having a problem. And there are times when I do that just because that's what I feel like. And of course, I prepare my mind that (laughs) this is what's going to happen. And I think that's what you're talking about. Just being able to figure this thing out. I I call it actually, um, it's the flexibility. There's a flexibility of eating where some days look very different than other days. There might be a lot more fun food some days, Mm -hmm. but having an awareness about our body and our mind of what we're really needing right now, when you can combine those things, the world of food changes for you and it's less like working against you, but Mm -hmm. working with yourself so that you're eating in a way that feels good, right? I love it. Now that we've talked about your experience, I just want you to help the women in my community. How can fellow moms or women who are living with some form of health condition, what are some things that could help them? Could you share a few tips? One thing for sure is I say to own it. I'm not saying that we have to be positive about something that can add stress to our day to day, but to own it and knowing that like, this is a piece of of me. And this is something that I have to deal with in order to make sure that I feel good. And so I'm going to, and I'm not going to shy away from that because the more comfortable we get in something that we're dealing with, be it diabetes or a lactose intolerance, the easier it is to continue to honor ourselves and Mm -hmm. express ourselves and have that same expectations of those that are important to us in our lives too. Mm -hmm. And by owning it, we also allow ourselves to want to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's no hiding, right? We want to be putting steps in place to care for ourselves 
and have our families support what that's going to look like for us. Mm -hmm. And so within my day to day, I know that sleep, oh goodness, this mama needs her sleep. And my girls Me know too. that I, <laughs> I need my sleep. And so if, if mommy's going to bed at nine o'clock, this is what mommy needs to do so that I can get up the next day and, and help and be the mom and woman, wife, all of those balls that we have that I want to, to be. And so sleep and movement movement in any kind of way. So it used to be, it had to be exercise. No, no, no. If I'm waking up and I'm not feeling doing my usual routine, I love walks. I love yoga. It's really honoring what is going to help me feel good throughout my day. A third thing is making sure that we are prioritizing eating. And I don't just mean like, oh, making sure we're having our three meals, two snacks a day, that type of thing but really honoring that we have to nourish ourselves to mm -hmm. nourish our minds. And so that we can be productive in the way that we want to be throughout our day. If it's spending time with our kids, if it's at work, if it's going out with our husbands, whatever it is, we can't do that with an empty stomach, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because we get angry. Yeah. And something else that I really think is important that often gets left out is having self-compassion mm -hmm. and giving ourselves grace. And so day to today, I might have this huge to-do list of what I'd love to accomplish, but I know that things happen and whether or not I tick off all those things on my to-do list or, or not, that doesn't change how I approach my day, right? So knowing that there will be times that diabetes is going to get in the way and that's okay. I'm going to look at that, do what I have to do and move on. Absolutely. I love all those tips that you shared with us. I love the self-compassion and grace. I talk a lot about that because we tend to be really hard on ourselves, not just as women, but even moms, there's that added layer of all these expectations. And sometimes we feel like we're letting the tribe down if we're putting ourselves first and taking care of ourselves and we're not able to meet all these goals. But I do love that idea of just making sure that we're, you know, give yourself some compassion and grace. Life is yeah. busy. Life is messy. And you just yeah. roll with the punches. There's no perfect, right? And this is what I teach my girls was we are all imperfectly perfect where we're, we're doing the best we can given the circumstances that we're in. Mm -hmm. And together as a tribe, something I believe in so strongly is within my family, we help each other. Mm -hmm. So you know what, if mom, it looks as though she's got a few things going on, my girls will step up and see that they're, mm -hmm. they're the first one to see, oh, can I help you with this or recognizing that they need to pause for a minute before they come in to ask me for something because I'm working on something else. So they've created compassion for others, right? Mm -hmm. Which is going to help them within their own selves too. Absolutely. And I think a big part of what you and I do is also we're looking at making this generational change when it comes to people, because we don't want people to keep suffering and struggling with the things that have brought them where they are right now. And again, as a mom who has girls, and I also have girls, I love this story that you shared with us a while back, and I'd love you to share it with my community about your daughter's experience. So I'll just let you tell the story. <laughs> yeah. And so I think the story you're alluding to is when um, my daughter, who's nine, told me that at school, there was a boy that had called her fat. 
And she was explaining to me how she responded to this boy. She essentially said, and I can't remember her words verbatim, but she said, oh, well, I think you're trying to insult me by using the word fat. But what I don't think that you understand is that fat is not a bad word. Mm. And so you have a lot of learning to do. This is basically how she came back to me. And as a mom who has struggled with body image and eating and all of those things throughout my life, it was right then that I was like, wow, these messages that mm-hmm. I am sending to my children, they are taking them in and they are living them and they are going to continue to spread those and change the world and change how they feel about themselves. But I could not, I wanted to be there. I tell you to see that boy. Imagine the boy's face. Oh, like, like what? <laughs> Such yeah. a clap back. It's like, no, no, no. Yes, like, oh, you're trying to insult me? What you don't understand, my friend, is that is not insulting. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's just my joy. And for me, even just working with the women I work with, it's always what's the impact that your change is having on your kids or the young people who you're in charge of because people might not always have kids. But even Mm -hmm. just you know someone who has young people and you'll be around them. How is your behavior change impacting them? And how is it making them go out and live differently? Because that's what we all want. So that's awesome. I really love that story. (laughs) (laughs) So moms, please just make sure that you're you're living out loud. As Lindsay has told us, doesn't matter what your struggle may be, but just bring your kids on board. I really love that you involve your daughters through your journey. Yeah, because I know that's one of the things that I struggled with as a child. It was really hard. My parents never brought this whole part of themselves to us. It was always this hidden thing where you didn't know your parents were struggling. And of course, you go through life thinking, well, everything's always rosy. And you're a teenager or you're an adult and life slaps you in the face and you don't know what to do about it. I really just love that your daughters are coming along on this journey with you. And it's so exciting. I wanted to talk a little bit more. I know you said you weren't promoting anything, but I really just (laughs) love your messaging. And I wanted to introduce my community to your podcast. So did you want to just share a little bit about your podcast with us? Definitely. So I do have a podcast and it's called the Intuitive Diabetic Podcast. Podcast. And it's really a podcast that is meant for those living with diabetes who are tired of the food rules and the body obsession and want to find a more sustainable way of living well, of having more food joy, body satisfaction, of understanding that there is no one right way to eat or live Mm -hmm. and that they can empower themselves to live a life of joy and that feels more free and connected. And so I, I have a new podcast episode out usually every Friday available on wherever you listen to your podcast episodes. And yeah, it's been a great experience actually in doing this podcast. It's really connected me with a lot of people in the community. And it's so fun to be able to get these messages out there and to support those who really may be feeling exactly how I did in years past when trying to navigate food and body as a woman in this world of diet culture and food rules and the morality around all of that. Mm -hmm. So it provides us a different take, a different lens to really thrive. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really excited about it. So please check her out. And of course, people can also find you on Instagram. Instagram. Yes, they can your dances. 
yes, yes. I, I love a good reel. I do like dancing. Music does make me happy. I joke with friends that I think these real things came about just for me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I used to do like little dances on my stories just as a way to get the day going. Music mm-hmm. is such, just brings me such joy. And so being able to share some messages through a little music, I don't think does harm. And it shows a little of my personality. <laughs> Absolutely. I love your reels. They always make me smile. So people can also find you at the intuitive diabetic. And I do have a website, lindsaysarson.com if they want to see any of my services or learn a little bit more about me. Absolutely. So one more question before you leave, I would love for you to share with us what thriving as a woman means to you. Ah, this is a deep question, right? (laughs) But one in which I love the word thriving, by the way, that is something that I use a lot within my community and within diabetes itself. And so when I think about thriving as a woman, I think about being free, Mm. about being able to take ownership for myself, for the life that I would like to have, feeling free and empowered to live without restrictions, to live under my terms, mm-hmm. um, not under the thumb of diet culture or societal expectations for women or as a mom or someone living with diabetes, mm-hmm. but in a way that brings me joy. I love it. I'm just snapping my fingers to all of that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. I really enjoyed chatting with you. All right, Lindsay, thank you for your time. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks. Take care. Hey, hey. Was that helpful or what? I know we packed a lot in there, but I just want to quickly recap some great takeaways. So number one, to thrive beyond your health condition, you need to own it. Number two, put steps in place to support you. Number three, prioritize your eating and figure out what works for you. Number four, remember to have self-compassion. This episode was so packed. I have nothing else to say. I'm just really glad you were able to join me today. If you enjoyed it, please, please, please rate the podcast, leave us a review and share it with one person today. Until next time, keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.